0: The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity, a financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Rainmaker Multiplier Podcast. And I'm Jason Smith. And I have a friend of mine, Mike Abramowitz, today. And he is a friend that I met in a group that I've introduced some of you to in the past, Front Row Dads. It is Family Men with Businesses. And said that way for a reason, uh, Family Men with Businesses, one of my favorite podcasts, and a group that I'm involved in and Mike and I met there and uh, really blew me away with some of the innovative things he was doing with uh, outsourcing uh, work through like virtual assistants and utilizing AI and chat GPT for lead generation through these virtual assistants among other things so welcome to the podcast Mike thanks for joining us
2: Hey, thanks for having me, Jason. And yeah, Front Row Dads has been a game changer for me and so many others. So if you're listening and you haven't at least checked it out, if you're a dad, you should go check out Front Row Dads. And if you are not a dad, uh, but do know someone, you should recommend someone there if they're a good dude, at least. Don't don't recommend knuckleheads to Front Row Dads, but if they're a good <laughs> dude, you know, send them over.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So Mike, I'm actually going to do read a little bit about your background, just kind of bring everybody up to to speed, so Mike, um, uh, you know, Mike's you know an author and a speaker and a coach and philanthropist, and you know, give a little bit of background. He's written nine books, two uh, are were number one on Amazon as bestsellers. Uh, he's been featured in both local and national media for achievements and his efforts to feed the homeless through PB&J for Tampa Bay initiative, which provided over 100,000 meals since 2015. Congrats to you, Mike, that's so cool, says a lot about your character. Um, life took a dramatic turn for Mike and his wife, Lindsay on December 31st of 2020, when their son James was born, weighing one pound, four ounces. After 254 challenging days in NICU, they could finally bring James home this experience has prompted Lindsay to become full-time medical mama leaving her professional career behind despite these personal trials Mike's strong business acumen allowed him to net six figures during those 8 months all while being there for his family to make up for Lindsay's loss of income and recognizing the struggles of other entrepreneurs Mike employed his expertise in automation delegation and systemization and became a partner with the company better than rich. And, you know, Mike, that's a lot of what, you know, we talk about in the rainmaker multiplier is multiplying yourself as the rainmaker by putting the right people, the right processes in place, you know, to be able to, you know, do things that you want or need to do. An example, in your case, 254 days and nick you taking care of your son and your family and your wife you know just kudos to you for for being able to step up and put those processes in place and those people in place that you needed to and uh so that's what i'm i'm excited about and you know a little bit more of like he since he's transformed the lives of since he's transformed the lives of hundreds of entrepreneurs and that's why i invited him on this podcast today offering them tools to maximize their time and efficiency. His operator-to-owner program is a testament to this, teaching students to leverage a team of virtual assistants and streamline business operations. These strategies honed uh, during Mike's personal adversities are now aiding countless others. So on the Better Than Rich Show podcast, which is a really cool podcast that Mike does, he and his partner, you know, co-host, they openly discuss, you know, and he discusses his journey and offers business insights and encouraging listeners to leave today better, uh, the world today better than they found it and utilize their business as a force for purpose. Um, so, Mike, let's let's get into it and start talking a little bit about what you're doing. Uh, so, Mike was traveling co- cross-country with his family and i offered him to come and stay at our farm for a night and him and i were up late um you know it was like midnight or something talking on the couch and uh you know it kind of blew me away with what you were doing with the virtual assistant how you were utilizing chat gpt so uh yeah might give everybody a little background
2: well, first, thanks for uh, giving the framework for the bio. I, I I realize it's a little lengthy, so I gotta shorten that up. But thanks for you know reading it and uh, filling everyone in. But uh, it's it's an absolute pleasure. I mean, the the short of it is is I knew that if I were to continue back, you know, back uh, you know go ten years ago, I was doing a lot of work that was twenty five dollar an hour, fifteen dollar an hour work, thirty dollar an hour work, and there's no way for me to be able to net six figures or more if I'm doing $25 an hour work. So I had to get very clear of what are the, what are the tasks that I was doing that somebody else can do? So Dan Sullivan's who, not how, and Dan Martell's buy back your time. So like taking these principles of like, who else can do this and how can I pay those who's to win back my time? This type of thinking is really what transformed my, my business, but also my home life as well. So um. I I, I I think that the big pivotal moment for me was a small tool called Calendly, right? I know a lot of people probably use it, but just if you rewind back to like how people used to get on someone's calendar, people still do that right now today. It's like someone gets on your calendar. It's like, what time works for you? Can you do that time? How's that time work? And it's like all this back and forth. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You just click a link, find a time. It's already synced with the calendar and it makes it easy and there's so many other tools and tech that's available out there but then there's some limitations to where the tech can go like having conversations with another human but I, like inbox management if i'm in my inbox responding to everyone give like if someone requests hey can you send me this can you send me this invoice or you know uh, can you follow up with that right being in the inbox is a time suck so, how can I find a who that can manage my inbox for me? My inbox on LinkedIn, my inbox on Facebook, my inbox on Instagram, my inbox on Gmail, my inbox on Outlook. There's five inboxes. There's five different places that draw my attention and my energy. So it's like, how can I offload that? And then it's requests for my calendar. People saying, "Hey, I want. I, can I grab a call?" So I have different you know links. So all of this combined to say, who can manage my calendar? Who can manage my inbox? And that's like that was a lot of the birthplace for the virtual assistant team. But then it was who could do that for me and then who could do that for my staff. So then I have a staff of individuals and their user experience was so much better because now they had a team of who's managing their inboxes, doing their follow ups, doing sending their invoices, sending their emails. So the user experience for me improved the user experience for my staff improved. So what does that mean? We're able to spend more time on the revenue generating activities. We're spending more time on strategy. We're spending more time on marketing and rebranding and, um, and outreach and networking. And some of those things that were often neglected in the past for me. So that's, that's like the birthplace of why team and tech and virtual assistants is, and, and understanding business has been so powerful for me.
1: You know, um, Mike I want to make a couple of comments that's so cool about this right like just me listening to, to you I got two takeaways already like action items right so when I'm ever I'm taking notes I put a little box like next to the the note I make if it's an action item and until I you know get it to my assistant and I put a check on the box I know it's an open item until I explain it to her and I delegate it but the, the two things I just got from you and that I have boxes next to as I'm taking notes is, is my assistant Karen using Calendly. The funny thing is, is like we teach using Calendly when we do virtual seminars and like having people book you know, a free consultation, or we call it a fit call, you know, to make sure they're a right fit for us, we're a right fit for them, et cetera. So we use that in that capacity when we're doing marketing, when we're doing virtual seminars. But what's crazy about it is I don't know if my own assistant is using Calendly. And I know that is such an awesome tool for efficiency. So that's an action item out of just what you were just talking about. The second one that I wrote down is my COO at JL Smith, who's we run on EOS. He's the integrator, you know. So basically, everybody reports up to him, and he, you know, I've been saying to him, "Man, we need to hire you an assistant." Blah blah blah. He's he's I kind of like push back. He's a little bit of a, you know, Dan Sullivan would call it a rugged individualist. A lot of stuff he just would rather do himself because he feels like he'll do it faster or whatever. But so I haven't been able to get him over the hump to hire a full-time assistant, but getting him a virtual assistant, you know, I think just to manage his inbox in general, because I noticed he's struggling with getting back on time, you know, and and all these inboxes. So awesome that I got two takeaways, you know, right away. The, The one thing I want to say to the listeners is, you know, there's two specific groups that I think are going to get the most benefit about thinking about the utilization of this virtual assistant and how they would utilize it. One group is the, the smaller business owner, entrepreneur, who maybe doesn't have much of a staff yet. And, you know, they're a little bit hesitant of pulling the trigger on a bigger, you know, on a 50, dollars $70,000 expense to hire a full-time qualified assistant on their staff, right? So that would be one group that like money conscious, maybe smaller, not a lot of a, a big team, very small team, and they're hesitant. And maybe this is a stepping stone, you know, with the virtual assistant to get some of the $15, $20 an hour work off their plate. The second group that is listening to this that I think really needs to pay attention is those that are running a bigger practice and they're doing a lot of outbound marketing and they want to add another layer of marketing to their business of diversification and how they could outsource some of that outbound marketing utilizing the virtual assistant. And so I think we'll kind of talk more about both of those groups and how, you know, how this is applicable to each.
2: 100% agree. Um, the the first group specifically, um, if you think about it, there's a, like this perfectionist uh, mindset and also this control, like no one else could do it better than me, right? It's like, oh, no, I was gonna do it better than me, which is true. But Dan Martell says 80% done by somebody else is 100% awesome. <laughs> so, taking the concept of his 108010, 10% started. I'm going to start it. I'm going to record myself starting it and doing it a little bit, and then that middle 80% you're going to do, and then the last 10%, I'll just kind of fix and repair and and put my finishing touches on it. But that 80% in the middle if I could have who's doing the 80% in the middle for my lead gen and prospecting, the 80% in the middle for my marketing, the 80% on my social media, the 80% on my on on payroll, the 80% on inbox management, the 80% on customer service requests, internal communications, database updating, creating reports, managing my appointments and my schedule, researching prospects, right? Doing social media engagement. There's there's a dozen 80% that are happening. By other people. And that 80%, all of that is, you know, you could call it $15 to $20 an hour work. But what does that free me up to do? It frees me up to start the first 10% of those projects and it frees me up to do the 10% at the back end of the other end of those projects. But that 80% in the middle, besides, instead of me doing it, what is now, what am I now freed up to do? And anybody that says, I want to be in control, well, now you get to be in control of the things that are $200 an hour activities like strategy or innovation or systems design or mentorship, leadership, uh, you know, spending more time with your family for crying out loud. Go take your family on a trip, pick up a hobby, go read more, travel more, do something else that's not that middle 80% uh, because, yeah, you. what's more important to you, being in control of the 80%? or having time, location, and money freedom to be able to enjoy being what it what it means to be a business owner. So and that's what I would my, say to that first group.
1: Yeah, I love what you're saying there. It's how I live my life. And so, you know, I always, and I, and I love the idea of, and so I want to repeat it for everybody, is just doing, and, and man, I live by mobile assistant, copy talk, you know, those dictation, or it doesn't matter, whatever dictation system you use, I use mobile assistant. And so basically you call and you just dictate your vision, right? And so for me, I'm dictating, like, you know, think with the end in mind, right? You, you know, we all have heard that so many times. And so if we think with the end in mind, what is that ideal outcome look like of what you're trying to accomplish? So give them your vision in detail of what that end like outcome looks like. And then from there, I just bullet point out all the important criteria to make sure that this has to happen, this has to happen, has to look like this. We have to use this person, this service, whatever things that are non-negotiable that I want them to make sure that these are like success criteria, right? In order to, for the project to be a win, to be a success. So so dictate out a couple paragraphs of, of articulating the vision of what it looks like and then bullet point out. And then that right there, that that is what you should be able to give over to someone to then do all the legwork. And then it comes back to you for final editing. And that's, uh, I, you know, that's that's a real efficient way to to accomplish things. It's
2: mm, great. I can I speak to that second group that you mentioned.
1: For sure.
2: The second group, you have a team, you have a a group of people, you run a a thriving organization, let's call it. Um, Well, here's the thing, the question that we want to ask is what are the friction points in the user experience? And the user experience being your talent, meaning your internal staff, your operations, and the friction points being with your clients, anything that's client facing. So this is where a flow chart, if then thinking comes into play for this individual. If the client needs blank then they get blank right so it's like just going through that if an internal staff member asks a question then they should go to this platform to ask their question so this if then logic and creating a flowchart of the ideal user experience that reduces friction is really what I would invite and then any of those friction points what's a friction point being on hold for quite some time, delays in responses, inconsistency. These are these are ideas. This is the E myth, Michael Gerber. I mean, just some simple best practices. But it's like, what are the what is the user experience that has friction points? And then, how do we not only smooth it out, but create raving fans within our internal staff and raving fans from our clients by over delivering? So figure out what the pain points are and then smoothing the pain points and then actually making them gifts for your internal staff so there's something called a playbook or a standard operating procedure or an SOP so what what I would recommend to this group is have your have some sort of standard operating procedure some sort of playbook that is exactly what it what the ideal user experience looks like it's documented or it's in a video you just record a video or you say this is what i want it to look like and then you offload that to a team of virtual assistants to number 1 create the playbook hey take this playbook or take this and make it better run it through chat gpt making sure that it actually uh, is like spelled correctly and it looks correctly and it's formatted correctly take this uh, video that i just created type it out run it through ai so that way it has like a very easy formulaic approach uh so somebody else can follow it and we want to simplify what those cool thoughts were and what you just said by having a virtual assistant team leveraging AI organize those thoughts. So that way, here's the kicker, when someone new is getting onboarded, a new client or new staff member, it doesn't require your time or your staff's time to onboard that new person. There's an operate, there's a, there's a, a, an SOP already put in place where someone new can just follow that SOP, where it doesn't require that much time of onboarding someone new. So that's why SOPs, virtual systems create those SOPs for you. They could just dis- use AI to, to, um, decipher the process. They could, um, uh, essentially this is all under the umbrella of how can i win back my time as the ceo or the owner or, or running this company leveraging team and tech uh again i could go into the weeds a little bit that's why i stopped for a second I'm like let me let me not go into the weeds too much but uh so i'll my, kick it back to you on this
1: that that's it's all good i'm going into the weeds a little bit because i i think it's important for people to know like exactly how you can so look let, let's It's like
2: McDonald's McDonald's defying your business. It's really what it is. It's like making it so simple that someone else knows. This is exactly how to put the ketchup on. And this is, this is exactly the station to do it. Like that's, that's how easy, that's how I did it with my direct sales office. No one in direct sales uh, is doing like corporatizing a direct sales operation, but how did I get my time freedom to be in the hospital for those eight and a half months while my, while at 19 year olds, there was three 19 year olds that were leading the ship. And there was a team of like, I don't know, 16 Virtual fourteen or fifteen or sixteen virtual assistant types that they were they were reporting to. So those three people had their staff supporting them, running this operation in direct sales. Like no one does that. How do you corporatize the direct sales? You get to simple simplify the process with McDonaldifying it with this if then. Go watch the founder. There's a great scene in the movie of the founder where he's on like the 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 tennis court, like showing them this is where you do it, and it's just it was just so simple. And that's what you want to do as the business owner. How can I simplify to systemize, to offload, to team and tech so anybody else can do some of those under 25 to under $50 an hour activities that's not by me? So I'm spending my time on reimagining and rethinking and redesigning some of these processes to reduce the friction and provide a be- an outstanding user experience or spending time on revenue generating activities.
1: So what all does, what all can a virtual assistant, what can you outsource to a virtual assistant is question number one. And the other t- I want you to talk about is do you provide training to these virtual assistants of how to utilize ChatGPT um, and what, you know, to tell us a little bit about both of those things.
2: Sure, sure. So wh- whether you go with our company, by the way, I don't want it to be like a sales pitch for our company, whether you go with us or you go anywhere, having AI informed, uh, an AI informed team is absolutely critical in order to stay competitive uh, in this marketplace. And it's not hard. You just want to make sure that you have someone, people on your team that understand how to use AI uh, because things are things are moving super fast and what is AI? AI is just imagine like it's a tool that could anticipate all of your audience's needs and craft perfect content for them every time. AI is not about like replacing humans. It's really more like amplifying human capability and it's here. I mean, it is here to stay. And we want to we want to make sure that people are completely sold on that and 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 using AI and using a team of virtual assistants. So a couple of ideas uh, as an example that some of our clients would do is writing content for them. So uh, if you're in business, you should have some sort of content being put out, whether it's content in emails, content on YouTube, content in blogs, content on you know your social media platforms. So you could use AI in your virtual assistant team to create content. By asking really good questions and having good prompts, then we we train our team to have like really good prompts. So putting the good prompt into Chat GPT, saying things like, Can you help me with a I want to have a list of topics? So, so for financial advisors, for example, what is um what is a, a content that I would want to send out to my clients? So let's say I have a team, let's say I have uh a hundred clients. That I manage their portfolios, and I would love to give them a newsletter of value once a month, so they could stay up to date with upcoming trends. So I might train my V.A. team to say, "All right, I want to have um, an email newsletter sent out every month to my hundred clients that adds value to them um, every month with upcoming with trends in the marketplace that have to do with what uh, whatever with wealth management." cool. We use AI. We go to, you know, figure out what the updated trends are on Google. We put that in chat GPT. They go in and say, all right, what are, what are 10, I want uh 10 weeks worth of content for um, sending value added newsletters to a client of a wealth management advisor, pretend you're an expert and create 10 pieces of content for me, something like that. Then the VA goes, has a whole conversation with ChatGPT, and then we come up with, all right, this is what we said. We send it to the client. We say, how do you feel about that? 90% of the time, the client's going to say, that doesn't sound like me. So we say when you say
1: client, you're talking about the advisor, not the advisor's client. Yeah. Could be
2: correct. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. So, so for our clients that use virtual assistants, so our clients yeah. are like real estate agent, financial advisors, people in direct sales, any small business owner. I mean, yeah. those are the people we serve. But so, so let's say the financial advisor in this case says that doesn't sound like me. That looks good, but I know my clients saw that they're going to be like, this is a, this is a bot. So we say exactly. So now that you see what we don't we we don't want it to look like, let's get your tone. What is what is your voice? What is your tone? Then we ask them run, run using AI getting what their tone is. I did this for you and I showed you this on our coffee date where I went through your book, by the way, it's a great book. I went through your book and pulled out your voice from the book, put that in through AI which is what, our, what a team of virtual assistants can do, run a tone analyzer on your voice, and then rewrite all of those 10 blog posts in the financial advisor's voice. Then we, the VA would bring that back to the financial advisor and I'd say, look at the comparison. This is just a bot, but this is a bot using your tone. How does that one feel? And then, they, and then more than likely 90% of the time, they're like, wow, that's scary. <laughs> like yeah. That's pretty, pretty creepy, but it, it's pretty spot on. So, so if this, I'm a
1: financial advisor that hasn't written a book, right, what's the way that you can get my, what's correct. the best way to get my tone so it sounds like me, how I write, how I talk?
2: Yeah. Two There's there's two ways that we do it. Number one would be having a video that they've done, tr- a transcription of that video. So we could take a transcription of a video of them talking on YouTube or recording or if they were on a podcast or doing a guest lecture, anything like that, take the transcription. Option number two is if they ever wrote a long-form social media post, some sort of long-form social media post, uh, we'll take those, several of those, and find the tone from any of those posts. Option three is if someone doesn't have long-form content put out, well, guess what, Jason? Nobody knows how they sound. <laughs> so, so yeah. they, don't, they don't actually have a tone, so therefore the bot should just be their new tone, uh, and they should just model that. So, that, so that's what I'm For example, gonna... some
1: of the advisors... Um maybe get deliver uh, seminars, right? Yeah, uh, just person take the transcription of that. Or yeah. Possibly virtually, if it's just recorded and transcribed, you can upload that into like chat GPT and say, describe this communication style.
2: Correct. So and okay. so we use it. There's it's a tone analyzer in AI to use that. And, you know, obviously there's like certain prompts and certain techniques and whatnot that that uh, we, we we make sure our team is trained trained on, but really anybody can use this technology that's really simple. Not just one example, that's writing the content. What about creating a social media strategy with that content? So you say, all right, I wanna email those clients, this financial advisor, but I also wanna repurpose this content for social media. Then it's having a, the AI te- the virtual assistant team goes to AI and says, Now take this in this tone that you just created, and let's create a social media strategy for LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, where we have one post going out every other day with different topics with the information, making sure that the posts are no longer than 500 characters, something like that. We put another prompt in to create a social media strategy, a whole social media calendar, and then the VA not only created the content, but posts that content for you. So imagine you as a financial advisor has email content value add being emailed out on your behalf and created on your behalf and all your social media content created and sent out on your behalf. Just those two examples alone what does that do for a financial advisor, for marketing, for brand awareness, for, for prospecting, for potential legion? You pair that with doing some social media messaging and direct messaging and saying like, something like, hey, I really loved your post on blank. Um, I just went figured I'd reach out and connect with you. And now this person is going to go to your profile, see if you're, le- you're actually legit, and they'll see posts about wealth management on your social media because they see that that's, being, that's the theme. And they say, oh, this person's legit. I'll respond. We actually, believe it or not, with our prospecting and lead gen process, Jason, we have some of our clients are up, up up over 42% response rate because of the strategy leveraging virtual assistants and AI. Our average as a company is about 26%, depending on the platform. But uh, the response rate is so high because we've had, between the content, the social media strategy paired up with lead gen and prospecting. But the business owners just got to sometimes let go, like get out of the way, you know, like not, not, not be so, uh, so um, control freak and also the avoidant of, of, of this AI and, and delegation right. stuff at team and tech, man, it's here to stay and it's so valuable.
1: You know, what also made me think of, um, and I know primarily we're talking about the group number two, that's doing a lot of outbound marketing and has the, you know what I mean? Wanting to do this. And and I want to flip to group one here in a minute, but
2: Oh, I I disagree. I think this is both of them. If you're running an independent agent, you're an independent advisor, and you're just doing something solo, you still should have a brand, you should still have like an identity of what it means to work with you. What makes you different than all the other Thousands of advisors that that or wealth managers that a client can go find. Why you versus them? Yeah, maybe your firm and your company or your brokerage is amazing, but how wh- how why are you amazing? What does it wow. mean to work with you? Um, so that that I I would kind of push back a little bit on that. I think it's uh, necessary for anybody in any business, solopreneur, entrepreneur, business owners, large, small. You need to have an identity of what it means to work with you. What is your voice? What is the brand uh, of, of your name?
1: It's a, no, it's, I mean, you're a hundred percent right. I and mean, it's a very relevant point. I think kind of, I guess more of what I was thinking is almost like if you're a one man show or, you know what I mean? You just um, are really just trying to get paperwork and, basic email maintenance and task-oriented stuff off your plate, you know, that's kind of that group number one as a starting point to free sure. you up, to focus on, you know, having the bandwidth to even think about doing additional business development efforts and using a virtual assistant in that manner. That that was, uh, but, to, to but you're to 100% that, right. Both. Just speak of these to that groups, real
2: quick, real quick on that just yeah. um just the admin stuff what is the examples of admin that some of those some of those advisors might be handling themselves as an example
1: yeah i mean i would say you know uh answering the phone returning phone calls answering emails returning emails you know managing their email inbox um uh doing paperwork um Making sure, yeah, their website is up to date. They at least have that basic website um that is set up. Um, yeah, I mean, those are just cool. a couple of simple things off the top of my head
2: here here's my here's my potential resolution in uh, in uh, forty five seconds. Obviously, we have a whole operator run program, but the forty five second to sixty second version number one is create a barrier so someone can't just call you directly. I would uh, I would have something that has a barrier where they either text you or they um, they book appointment to get a phone call with you where it's like, it's they don't just call you all the time. Uh, so just with some sort of barrier there, that's just a small thing. We could go into the weeds on that if necessary. But the big thing is the inbox well, well, What do
1: you mean by that though? Yeah, like, I, I guess I'm not understanding a barrier. like
2: A barrier would be, so for example, when I reach out to my wealth, the, the person who manages my wealth, I, I, if whenever I, if I just give him a, a call and he picks up the phone, I'm shocked. Right. Yeah. So, so the barrier is he will either send me a text message and saying, Hey, here's my link. If you need a call, click, a, click this button, find a time. I'd love to chat with you live. If you just have an inquiry, send an email to me and my assistant, one of us will get back to you by the end of the day. So that's like a barrier that so there's a process there. So a client doesn't necessarily get to him because there's a barrier between email me and my assistant will respond to you. Or if you need live time, real time, click this link because this is when I'm available. And the conversation that he had with me was I like to be 100% present with whoever I'm with. So when I'm with you, nobody else is going to be bothering me because I'm with you. But when I'm with another client, no one else is bothering me because I'm with that client. So in order to honor you and honor all my clients, that's why I have everyone use this link to book so a call my, with
1: me. Help, help me understand, though. When I pick up the phone and I call the phone number and I'm the client, what exactly do it, I it just do?
2: it just goes to a voicemail so it's he's just not going to pick up the phone so okay. but he'll respond with a text there's different ways to do this um depending on what he phone responds, number
1: you so he gets the voicemail and then texts me it doesn't seem efficient
2: well here's the thing again this is I, this is where we could get into the weeds depending on the phone number so if you're giving out your personal cell phone number you're the bottleneck but if right. you create a, a cloud phone number For example, like a texting-based phone number or Google Voice number, Google Voice is probably the easiest one, and that's the phone number you're advertising to clients. It rings your phone, but anyone in the cloud can see an incoming call came through. So for example, if you use Google Voice, it shows missed call. And especially if all your clients are saved, then the, the, the financial advisor can see the missed call, but also whoever's managing the financial advisor's Google Voice inbox, which would be a virtual assistant, would also see missed call. So the virtual assistant can get the notification missed call and then responds and says, hey, so sorry, I'd love to get back to you as soon as possible. I'm with a client right now. If you need to, Get a time with me, book a call here. Or if you need to email me, email me here and my assistant will get back to you right away. Or the, if the assistant is trained, they could just go back and forth and have the conversation there. That's what I mean by a barrier. Too many people use their personal cell phone and that personal cell phone is becomes the bottleneck. So or we even would, an
1: office number versus or like some a typical right, something.
2: Office. Something is a barrier there. Again, I, 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 we could go into the weeds of like, okay, how do you no, set that, it up? That, but what's the second and third outs. question?
1: I, I think that's what I was looking for. The, for the The
2: last piece of that is the assistant who's managing the inbox. They respond as the assistant. So my my assistant, if you email me, his name is Carl, and it says hey, uh, I know you requested a uh, copy of that book, or I know you requested uh, you know, to book a call with Mike or something like that. He would say, uh, I'm sure you'd appreciate me responding to you faster instead of waiting for Mike, but here's the resource or the link or whatever it is that you needed. And I'll be sure to let Mike know uh, that you messaged. And then Carl responds to the email, sends a screenshot to me, posts that screenshot in Slack and then once a day, I just go into my Slack. So I'm not distracted by my inbox. I just go to Slack and Carl fills me in on any of the inquiries that need my attention. So there's no distraction of the inbox of any of the platforms that usually could be an energy drain or a distraction from the main thing. I just go to one place, have a conversation with Carl, and he reports that to me. So that's a way an independent uh, um, independent financial advisor, I think, could benefit from leveraging a, a, a virtual assistant team to do stuff like that and so building Mike, a system around it
1: yeah like in this example i'm going <clears> to <throat> kind of flip back to you know using it for sure. marketing business development purposes but like in this situation where you're trying to offload administrative tasks you know things basic day to day and i think this is great even for my coo um you know rob that i was referencing. Uh, but in, in that, you know, do you, if we were to sign up for the virtual assistant program through your group, um, do you guys help us think through like, Hey, you know, the Google voice and different, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, of of what to work with, you know, it's a good good question.
2: This is why we have two pillars of our company for that reason. So we have the team of virtual assistants to do the work for those who've already thought through the strategy. And then we have the coaching pillar, which is more of operator to owner, which is let's use that as coaching to reimagine some of the processes. So the, the virtual assistant services is a team of doers. And our operator owner coaching program is, hey, if you need help reimagining some of your processes and rebuilding some stuff, we can like almost like a done with you type of uh, type of coaching setup, because there's a lot of business owners that only need the like done for you service. Here's virtual assistants, take care of all of my tasks. But then there's other business owners that are like, I need to reimagine some of my processes like how do I, how can I do that? And that's why we have that second pillar uh, that has been really helpful for a lot of individuals. So, because obviously it takes our time and if they're just paying for the service, we give them the service, but if they need our time and our coaching. And so we, we have like a mastermind live Q and a weekly calls, uh, private coaching sessions. We have a whole curriculum. There's a a library of Q and a of over a hundred questions and answers that they could just go to. So there's a, there's personalized strategy, uh, along with uh, a library of content that these individuals can have access to.
1: So that's how to best utilize the virtual assess- assistant services is through the coaching. And that'd be for, for either, either group, whether you're trying to offload administrative stuff or whether you're trying to, you know, initiate or offload uh, social media management and and other things that are more trying to grow the business.
2: Uh, it's It's been... Uh, an absolute life changer and it's not, and it's not just, see, with, here's the challenge, Jason. A lot of people hear virtual assistant and they sometimes think two types of people. They think an executive assistant that's making, you know, 50, 60,000 a year. And I, I got to really pay them, you know, and, and it, that's sometimes of a drain. And then you have maybe even more. And then there's the other people that might think of like Upwork or Fiverr, like $5 an hour type of assistant, uh, you know? So that, that, that framework. Is what we're what we're attempting at Better Than Rich to help business owners reimagine the future is is not that it's neither, but there's one in the middle, which is AI informed virtual assistants that can tackle all your twenty five dollar an hour work using AI, or sometimes more. I mean, you're talking even video editing, graphic design. I mean, some of those things like you want things to look good, like. So I just think we need to dispel some myths of the past that number one, I have to do everything. And uh, number two, it's either going to be too expensive, or it's going to be low wage, and they don't speak English, and they're going to be tough to train like there, there's another alternative. And that's what we're doing in the marketplace right now.
1: Mike, where do we go? How do we learn more?
2: Um, well, I wanted to, anybody who wants to just sign up for VAs, they could go to va.betterthanrich.com. That's VA, like virtual assistant, dot And they could schedule a free consultation, a free call. We'll poke around your business. If it could be a good service, we'd love to support you. If not, I think you'll get a ton of value just having that conversation prices are all on there, like no secrets. Um, you inspired us, by the way, we're revamping our whole new website. Uh, so you and all your listeners better go act soon because we're revamping and having a whole premium service and a higher price point uh, that's coming very, very soon. We're actually rebuilding our whole website. So we're, we're for your listeners and for you, you are honored and tailored. You know, you're always going to be in this price point as long as they act now. Um, the other thing that we wanted to do for your listeners is um betterthanrich.com slash quiz. And some people listening, you're like, which one am I? Am I this manager that's running this team or I'm this solopreneur? Right. So we we have a quiz that we created, betterthanrich.com slash quiz. You go take the quiz. And it will tell you exactly what type of business owner you are. Are you like the grinder? Are you like a manager? Are you the, the visionary? Right, And it will tell you. And then what it's going to do, it's going to give you a full report of exactly from, from where you are, this is how you could use virtual assistants. These are the, th- the tools that you could use for your business specifically. So That's based awesome. on where you're at. You'll get a report and then we're going to have some videos that we'll be able to send you as well to kind of help you on your journey. So we just want to add value to this organ, the, this this demographic as much as possible. And if it makes sense to like, you know, be on behind the paywall, but some of the service is great. But the quiz is a free resource that we wanted to give to all your listeners. So betterthanrich.com slash quiz uh, is where you can take that. And then you'll get a bunch of resources sent your way, depending on what style you are. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much for being on with us today, Mike. Appreciate you, buddy.
2: Uh, this is so much fun, Jason. You're you're a great. Uh, I want to have I want to have you as a friend for the whole next chapter of life. So anything I could do for you uh, to 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 just honor our friendship for the future, that'd be uh,
1: amazing for me. So that's the best gift. Right back at you. All right. Thank, Thank you, you all, and we'll see you on the next episode.
0: The Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand Series is brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. A financial training, coaching, and IP development organization led by financial advisors, coaches, and business leaders committed to taking a holistic approach to advising. To learn more about our organization and upcoming training opportunities for financial professionals, visit ClarityToProsperity.com.
1: At the time of delivery and any subsequent publishing, Information was deemed reliable but is subject to change by the time of viewing. The contents of this piece include the opinions and projections of C2P enterprises, are subject to change, and are for informational purposes only. The information provided in this presentation is not intended to be individual investment, tax or legal advice.